This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today we have Good Neighbor Dr. Laura Falco with Jazzy Eyes. Dr. Falco, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. And as always, thank you to our listeners for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that service us. So Dr. Falco, tell us, if you could, a little bit about what you do at Jazzy Eyes. So I'm an optometrist. I'm an eye doctor. Um, I grew up in New York. I trained in Manhattan. And um, when I was finishing optometry school, I knew I wanted a different experience. I, was, I wanted to do a residency. I specialize in family practice with a little um, emphasis on anterior segment eye disease. So red eyes, like that kind of problem. So I decided to do residency at University of Alabama, Birmingham. And this is about 1999. And um, at the time, I went to a conference and met a guy who was the associate dean at Nova Southeastern University. Mm. And they recruited me to come down and teach at Nova. So I actually was a professor at Nova for 20 years. And towards the end, I, I always wanted to own my own business. I always wanted uh, to be my own boss. And there was a local doctor who owned Jazzy Eyes before me, and he was retiring. And I heard through industry people that he was looking to sell. So I felt like it was my time to jump on. And so after 20 years of teaching and seeing patients at all of Nova's clinics, I finally got to the opportunity to buy um, the business and go in and start to work private practice. And I've been there for about five years now. Excellent. And what, what, a, what a great way to get into a business, mm -hmm. uh, to, to be an educator for 20 years. I mean, talk about having a, a good background in what you do, teaching <laughs> others for 20 years. I yeah, mean, it was, I mean, you see, you see the worst of the worst cases coming into yeah. the university setting like that. So I've seen the craziest stuff. Um, and after 20 years of, of clinical practice, um, the hard part for me transitioning into the business was the entrepreneurship, like the business yeah. owner part. The easiest part of my day is really seeing the patients at this point. But the analogy of when you buy a business like that, it's like drinking from a fire hose. It's really true. Like when you go from being an academic who's publishing and presenting and you don't have to worry about the billing and the insurance and all that, it's it's a complete, I needed a change. I was ready for a change, but it, and it was really, really good. And it was basically reignited my passion for the career because I got to do it in a completely different setting in a different way. Um, but I really appreciated the fact that I taught for so long because it really helps me explain to the patients um, exactly what's going on with their eyes, uh, the pathophysiology of so many diseases. So it, it really, really helped more than I had anticipated transitioning into private practice. Yeah, I bet. And you know, you know, billing and insurance and all that fun stuff that comes along with uh, that's fun. <laughs> running, running a business, right? So yeah, um, yeah. And, guys, totally and, and if I'm not mistaken, your business is right here in Davie, right? Or I mean, I'm yeah, yeah, too, yeah. I'm, I'm at the promenade. I'm across the street from Tower Shop, so right uh, just on University Drive, just south of 595. Awesome. Good deal. So t tell us if you could a little bit about um, some maybe some common myths or misconceptions mm -hmm. surrounding the optometry industry as a whole. I would say that the first one of the most common misconceptions 
is for my patients who are in their mid 40s who are starting to maybe have to hold the menu or objects they want to read a little bit further away Mm. And then I and I and I told a networking group, they asked me who a good referral was. And I said, people whose arms are too short. And they said, are you a doctor? And I said, yeah. But when you watch, you know, your parents take the menu further away, further away, further away. And the arms are too short. You can't see anymore. So it's time to see me. But so my back to my what the myth would be is that if you start to wear reading glasses, that then you're going to lose your eyesight up close, that it makes you lose your eyesight up close. And that is absolutely one of the biggest myths out there. It is a completely normal aging change of the eye to be able to decrease your focus as you get older. The reading glasses do not hurt you. They're not going to make it happen faster. You're either going to go into this like kicking and screaming and and insisting you can see, or you're going to accept (laughs) the glasses and you'll be able to see up close. But this is just a function of aging and the reading glasses do not ruin your eyes and make it worse that's one of the biggest misconceptions i would say is out there for that particular age group it's so funny you're talking about holding the menu at restaurants i was at, <laughs> at lunch the other day with a, a colleague of mine and you know he's in his mid-50s i'm in i'm in early 40s or whatever yeah. was, we we're in a darker type of restaurant we had to pull out the, uh-huh. the light on the phone to look at yeah. it and, you know i just i gave yeah. up I stopped trying to pretend that I could see. He's like, you know what? At some level, <laughs> I'm just going to take it out because this is what I need. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat at this point. <laughs> yeah. You see, when you see somebody's text from like three rows behind them, because it's like two words fit on the phone, it's, it's time. <laughs> time. But yeah, that's that. I see that because people, oh, no, I see my phone fine. And I'll look at the text font size that they have. And I was like, only the word the can be. I'm like, that's not normal. <laughs> it's too funny. It's too funny. Yeah. So, Shift for a second. Let's talk a little bit about what you like to do uh, when you're not working. What do you like to do for fun? I know you mentioned that your uh, your daughter's off to uh, Tallahassee to FSU for her first year. It's exciting. Tell us a little yeah. bit more about uh, you know your family yeah. and what you like to do for fun. Yeah. So um, so I have a daughter. I have two dogs. Uh, they keep they keep me quite busy. Um, and I go for a hobby. I really. I've been very busy as of late, but because, you know, managing a house, managing a business, but I really do. I enjoy reading. I enjoy walking on the beach and I'm kind of a foodie and I like museums. So um, I also like puzzles, but there are certain puzzles that I do that are these like wooden puzzles that have the craziest shapes that are like themed to the puzzle. And um, it like you could really feel your brain working on it and there's a steep learning curve but i feel like i love i love those kinds of things i love the puzzles i like love getting into a good book and i can honestly sit under an umbrella at the beach and that's like where my recharge is on the weekend and i'll just read for a couple hours walk along the beach and then i really like we have so many good restaurants down here in south florida you just oh yeah you feel like braving the traffic but but i like um, i'm a big foodie love seafood restaurants so i like trying new places like that too to eat I, I'm somewhat of a, a foodie myself. I've always had a, a passion for food. My wife and I, we, we got into a whole Michelin star kick uh, a uh-huh. while back and we started uh-huh. doing all these tasting menus. And um, yes. I actually, I actually, actually publish um, Cooper City Living, a local local publication mm-hmm. that goes out. And I do a, a local column every month where I go and I visit different restaurants in the area and I do like a little, so- yeah, a little soft review. It's really cool. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. some good, good feedback for the readers and helps the restaurants out. It's all about connecting everybody together. So yeah, a lot of fun. Um, I went to a tasting menu. I had, do you know, um, Alinea Grant Ashatz who had, he was in that documentary spinning plates. 
Isn't also, that Chica did, Chicago, Alinea? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I did a couple tasting menus and that was one of the most like memorable, insane, like basically food gastronomy, you know, that was so mm -hmm. cool. But like he, he has a crazy story because he ended up with tongue cancer and one of the um, hospitals wanted to cut his tongue out and he refused. So he ended up doing some um, out of the box, crazy treatment through Northwestern. And it worked because he, he was just a Michelin chef. He didn't want to lose his tongue, but he ends up getting cancer there. I was, it's a crazy story, but that was a great menu and a great experience. I, so I've done the same thing. Now that is a, that is a crazy story. Uh, talking about cutting his tongue out. I got like a, a, a quick reference to game of Thrones. I don't know if you watched game <laughs> of Thrones. I was like, Oh no. <laughs> my tongue out. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so I know you obviously got into, um, you know, med school doing optometry, but has this always been something like going back to your childhood that you've been passionate about? Is it something that, that you've always had no, a fascination with? I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I knew I was pre-med, but when I was an undergraduate, I really didn't know. And I, I basically sat down and looked at all the different professions and, and at the time felt like optometry afforded me, I have a skill set. I can always work, but I didn't want to, I do preoperative and postoperative care. I don't do the surgeries. And part of the reason I picked it was because of that. Cause I felt like I could have a family. I could take care of like, I wouldn't be called in crazy hours after hours. Like it, it would be a little bit more control. So it felt like it kind of ticked all the boxes for me. I got to do my health care. Um, but I wasn't the one that if something went south, I'd have to, you know, in the middle of the night, turn around and run into the hospital or do something like that. So it's a fairly bloodless profession, but it's super interesting. And the more I got into it, the more I, you know, I enjoyed it. And the working at the university, I got to teach in the labs and do so many different types of optometry that it, and I still lecture today at some of the um, association meetings and it's great. Like it gives you the opportunity to travel. It gives you the opportunity to do all different types of eye care. Um, you can work with surgeons. You know, you don't have to work with surgeons. I co-manage with a couple surgeons down here. I do like a lot of pre and post-operative care, but you can make it what you want. But I think it's, you know, super important to have a skill set to, you know, so you can always work. You can always find a job and you have job security for the rest of your life. And, and working 20 years over at Nova and teaching mm -hmm. and educating, did you, I'd yeah. imagine throughout the course of that time, you worked with students, you know, at all stages, right? Coming in uh, all the way up yeah. through when they graduated, right? Yeah. I, um, I, when I first started there, I worked with all the students. And then after a couple of years, I realized I like them once they have a, a year down. The first year was, it was too hectic for me it was the, i like once they've gotten into graduate school and understand what's expected yeah. of them, <laughs> if they're a little easier but yeah i was so i would teach more second year and then i was an attending in the clinics in third and fourth year at some of the disease sites and the low vision service and i would i would um have residents and and student doctors under me so it was um you got really interesting cases and and i went down to north miami and then over into the broward clinic and then ultimately did most of my work here in davie because my daughter went to school here and it was just as a working mom an easier thing for me to keep everything in davie yeah but yeah it was it was very interesting and and i i was um fortunate and that i got to work with the students for 20 years and it was a great experience yeah definitely it makes makes a lot of sense. It sounds like you're doing a, a whole bunch of good work for us here in the community. So um, definitely that's really cool. So tell us the one thing 
that you'd like for the listeners to know about Jazzy Eyes? So I think what, what every person, I hope what every patient gets a feel of is the relationships they build at Jazzy Eyes. So a lot of times in a lot of optometric settings, um, because there's a lot of corporate type offices that you'll find, um, my eye lab, my eye doctor, you know, all these corporate ones, a lot of times patients go in year to year and it's a different doctor. And I think they don't love that. Some people, some people, I feel like at Jazzy Eyes, what you get, you get to, I'm watching people grow up. I'm watching families come in year after year and it's me and we be, we become friends and there's a rapport and there's a trust and Mm -hmm. um, the customer service level it's, it's basically relationships. It's all relationships. The yep. customer service level is phenomenal. We pride ourselves on that. Um, if you're the kind of person that wants to look at every single frame in the store and walk and loop it for an hour and a half, you can. If you're the kind of patient that wants to sit down and it's like, oh, I don't know what glasses look good on me. I can't decide. You can sit at the desk and one of my opticians will pull for your face, ask you what you're looking for. And you don't even have to get up and look and we will make sure that you walk out with a pair of glasses that are appropriate, that fit, that look fantastic, that people will compliment you on. So you're not left on your own. You're not fending. I don't know if these glasses look good or not. The customer service and the relationship that you make with your optician, with your optometrist at Jazzy Eyes is unique. And that's really what I strive every day is to try to connect with the patients and get to know them. And you'll see a lot of families like I'll typically the mom might might, might come in first to like test me out. <laughs> and then if she likes me when she's leaving, she'll book her children. She'll book her. So nice. You know, like yeah. there'll be like a there's one family member who's like a, does a test run. <laughs> <laughs> and then depending on how they felt, you know, they'll say, oh, I'm going to have I'm going to make my you know, kids come here or this. That. So. um and it's, it's worked out really, really well. We've been super, super busy. And after five years, and this was one of my goals, um, we've expanded. I've like doubled the amount of people working at the store. And I just added a new doctor who's a new graduate. And I've known her since she's like 14. And she shadowed me at Nova and ended up becoming an optometrist because of me and getting to know me. So she just started about a month and a half ago. So now we have two doctors and I'm over the moon excited about having her. So Dr. Nguyen and she's um, fantastic. So we're really growing and I'm super grateful. Well, that's so nice to hear anybody for anybody listening out there that wants to learn more. uh, Maybe, maybe it's been too long since they've been to the eye doctor and they haven't uh, gotten their eyes checked recently. And uh, (laughs) Tell us how we could learn more. I know you mentioned you're in the tower shops, but if you want to give us your address one more time, um, your website, your contact information, please share. So, so um, the address is 2279 South University Drive. So we're right across from Trader Joe's and Home Depot. Not in that scary parking lot, but we're in the other, the promenade, (laughs) right? So people know Runner's Depot is in there. Tower Deli is in there. And it's a much easier parking lot to navigate. (laughs) Um, And we have a website, jazzyeyes.com, and a lot of information about Dr. Nguyen and myself. We actually have our own vision plan. So during the pandemic, a lot of people lost their insurance and they lost their vision care. And then they were um, nervous to have an eye exam and get glasses if they didn't have any kind of insurance. So during the pandemic, we came up with two vision plans um, that Jazzy Eyes Platinum, Jazzy Eyes Gold, which are basically the equivalent out of pocket in a, in a 12 month period is if you had vision insurance, but obviously you can only use it 
with us versus, you know, your regular insurance. You can go to all the different providers. But as far as how much money you're out of pocket, it's pretty much a wash as if you had your insurance again. So um, we have all that information on our website. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. So you can follow us. And we try to upload um, every week or so the new frames. We're always getting new inventory. We're always cycling in new stuff. So we try to post like every week or so the new frames that have come in. Um, so people know, you know, oh, the new Gucci shipment came in or the new Maui gym sunglasses are in. So you can follow us on social media as well. Ah, coming over <laughs> to get my new Gucci's. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Good yeah. deal. So, and and we will of course uh, link in the description below to all of your contact information and your website, so anyone mm -hmm. that's tuning in can uh, have direct access. So, Dr. Falco, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure getting to learn more about uh, your business and about your journey and how you got into the business. And we appreciate all the great that you, the good things that you do for us and our community. So, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's our pleasure. And as always, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on the Good Neighbor Podcast. Everyone have a great day.